The Talking Points podcast is produced in partnership with Fee Michael Gibson and clinicaltrialresults.org. Mike Gibson, Dr. Ahmad, joining you live from TCT 2021, and we are talking about a randomized trial of cerulemus-coated balloons versus paclitaxel-coated balloons in de novo lesions. Juan, tell us a little bit about why you did the study and how you did it and what you found. Uh, thank you for the invitation. Paclitaxel-coated balloon is an uh, option also recommended and is widely used in the treatment of a block or narrowed coronary artery, artery disease, which was previously treated with STEN, what we call instant stenosis. Recently, practice coated balloon is gaining acceptance in a newly blocked or de novo coronary artery disease. What is not clear is whether paclitaxel coated balloon is a drug of choice, or whether there is a serimus can be an alternative to paclitaxel coated balloon in analogy to drug looting stand. In recent years, serimus and analog were established as a drug of choice in the stand-based local drug delivery. So to understand, to answer this fundamental question, uh, we studied Selimus coated balloon, the novel Selimus coated balloon, compared to the well established Paclitaxel coated balloon in the treatment of de novo coronary stenosis. Great. And how many patients did you study uh, and how long did you follow them? All right. Uh, the, the sample size calculated was uh, 70 patients. This is a non inferiority study. So 70 patients with de novo coronary lesion were randomized into cinemas coated balloon, 35 cinemas coated balloon, and 35 in the Paclitaxel coated balloon. The clinical follow-up is at one month, six months, and 12 months. The angiographic follow-up were at six months. The primary endpoint is the non-inferiority of late lumen loss that is the minimal luminal diameter post-procedure and six months follow-up by quantitative coronary angiography. So some people might be scratching their heads about the sample size, but when you use late loss as a continuous variable using QCA, you have a lot of statistical power. And uh, what was your non-inferiority margin in terms of millimeters? Yeah, the predefined uh, non-inferiority margin was set up at 0 0.35, 0 0.35. Okay. And what did you find? Well, uh, very interesting finding. Uh, the, what we found that uh, the six-month late lumen loss, the... Uh, for the silimus coated balloon is 0 0.1, 0 0.10 with standard deviation of 0 0.32 millimeter. 
in the Paclitaxa Kota Balloon is 0.01 with standard deviation of 0.33 millimeter. A different wow. thing. That's a very, very small median weight loss. Wow. Yes. So uh, the difference between cinema coated balloon and the Paclitaxa coated balloon is minus 0.08. So the non-inferiority margin at a diff, the non-inferiority at predefined margin of 0.35 was shown. And if you used traditional number like a binary restenosis, say 50%, what were the restenosis rates? Well, uh, that I will come up to the clinical event uh, in a short while. Okay. The, another interesting finding, which I want to highlight in this study, is the late lumen enlargement. Yeah. What we normally call positive remodeling. Right. So the positive remodeling, the late lumen enlargement, was seen much more higher in the Paclitaxel coated balloon. It's 58% compared to the Silimus coated balloon, which is 32%. The p-value is 0.019. It's statistically significant. So and the question... The, you know, having written with Rick Kuntz and Don Bain, the bigger is better paper, that describes all of these, the early increase in diameter is a big predictor of positive remodeling and late loss. Was, the same, was there the same gain, the same acute gain between the two strategies? That, so that, yeah. that, yes, the acute gain was similar. Okay. The acute gain was similar between the cylindrical coated balloon and the Paclitaxel coated balloon. It's what we see is the six month follow up. Sure. where the negative remodeling was much more higher, high, higher seen in the Paclitaxel coated balloon compared to the Slimus coated balloon. So the question now, the question now, whether this positive remodeling is a Paclitaxel specific effect yes. or whether, yeah, <laughs> whether it's due to a phenomenon of what we call the self-healing, which result in a lumen enlargement which is seen uh, during uh, uh, when there's any injury or balloon, balloon, uh, balloon dilatation. So coming back to your question just now about the uh, clinical endpoint. So we also look at the clinical endpoint. Uh, that is a maze, major adverse cardiac event. Uh, that is a myocardial infarction, target lesion revascularization, and a myocardial death also show no difference. And the individual clinical endpoint uh, including what you see, binary stenosis, uh, and then stent thrombosis, myocardial infarction, target lesion revascularization, and cardiac death also do not differ between the two groups. Great. Well, how would this compare, though, to a stent? Well, I think this is very interesting. All right. Because uh, the streamers, uh, the drug coated balloon, you do not give a uh, implant, foreign implant to the, to the blood vessel. So this is a preferred approach because you avoid uh, inflammatory foreign body reaction. Inflammatory yes. foreign body reaction. So right. this, is in line, this is in line with the concept of leaving nothing behind. Right. And this, yeah. And in contrast to stand, when you use a stand, you are caging the artery. And this will deprive 
the blood vessel of the normal physiological tone. And this has been shown in the in the uh, uh, in the randomized and in the what you call the uh, analysis uh, to show that it's a better long-term outcome in terms of myocardial infarction and in terms of cardiac death. So, uh, so you don't have uh, you don't have any risk of stent thrombosis with this approach. Um, you know, we used to obviously have early uh, abrupt closure and thrombosis early after that, but we now have a lot better antiplatelet agents uh, to prevent that problem that we had back in the 90s. Are there different balloons being developed that allow penetration of drug, more penetration of drug into the wall of the artery? I had studied a balloon called the Clearway balloon that has a lot of micropores in it, and you can fuse infuse into the wall of the artery. Uh, is there any testing of technology like this in this domain? Yes, yes. This is a novel uh, silicone-coated balloon. Okay, the uniqueness about this balloon, okay, they're in the preclinical study, the VB4, uh, the drug concentration is a four microgram per millimeter squared. The silicone is crystalline coated. The uh, excipient is butylated hydroxytolerant. So with this technology, you're able to obtain persistent drug concentration of up to 50% of the initial concentration at one month. Wow, wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. And the technology for the paclitaxel coated balloon? Yeah, this is a compare with the very well established uh, the sequence please new with a three microgram per millimeter square. And this I think the most well-studied, most investigated paclitaxel-coated balloon for the instant stenosis and for the other indications. So where are we going with this one? What do you see as the future? Does this change practice? Are you gonna be doing bigger studies? What do we have to look forward to? Uh, I think there are two implications here. Uh, one is need, uh, uh, we, this is a small sample size as you mentioned earlier. So we need a bigger sample. We need a longer follow-up because the follow-up here is only angiography follow-up six months and the clinical follow-up of 12 months. So we need a longer follow-up and we need a confirmatory study uh, to show whether this uh, lumen enlargement uh, is, is paclitaxel specific and whether serolimus uh, and its uh, uh, derivative can be an alternative to paclitaxel coated balloon, uh, uh, to paclitaxel uh, coated balloon. And I think uh, with this uh, uh, finding, uh, I think more, more and more people have more confidence uh, to use a drug-coated balloon. And I'm sure the penetration of the drug-coated balloon uh, will be much higher, uh, I mean, depending on the countries and the practice and how long they have experienced this and have all the advantages of nothing, nothing leaving nothing behind. Uh, the shortened dual antipathy and also uh, uh, the long-term, uh, good long-term outcome. And also a preservation of endothelial function yes. uh, years later, which- Yes, you're, you're, you're right, you're right. All right, wow, I'm, I'm blown away, great work. Uh, I look forward to seeing some bigger studies, looking at the clinical outcomes, seeing the long-term follow-up, seeing some vasomotor functions late. Uh, great work, good seeing you today. Thank you. Thanks Juan, and thanks to all of you for joining us here live from TCT 2021. Thank you.